This is B2B Radio featuring Mr. Biz, sponsored by Capital Plus. Over the next half hour, Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth, a nationally recognized leading business-to-business advisor, will present information that helps reduce risk, improve financial performance, and change your company's future. If you're ready to take your business to the next level, this program is for you. And now, here's Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth. All right, guys, welcome to B2B Radio with me, Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth. B2B Radio brought to you by Capital Plus. CPI removes the hassles of balancing cash flow by becoming your full-service credit and collections department. We uh, thank them for being a sponsor of the show. And uh, we're going to talk about an inter- well, what I think is interesting, and hopefully you find interesting. And if you don't, at least uh, kind of be bored by it, but listen, because it's a very important topic. And I'm going to talk about what I call the silent business killer. So there's a business killer lurking in your business, whether you realize it or not. Actually, there's a few of them. But this one is the the one I see that's most prevalent, happens most often. And um, I call it the silent business killer because most often people don't even realize that this is out there uh, because they don't have their arms firmly around everything they need to from the financial perspective. And no, I'm not talking about your P&L. I'm not talking about your the balance sheet, that, that nasty B word. Um, what I'm talking about is... This is something that people get enamored with their top line, or another way to put it is their revenue. Everyone wants sales. They want revenue. Um, and what I have found, and I've got some examples I'll share with you guys here as we as we go work through the discussion here, but some very interesting things that, and I did, actually wrote an article about this that's going to be coming out soon, but what you've been told about how to make more money in your business is wrong. Now, of course, that is a headline-grabbing type of thing, but... What I mean by that is so often your people tell you that it's all about revenue. Revenue solves any problem you have. And that is the case in some situations. Um, even uh, my man, Grant Cardone, loved me some Grant Cardone. Um, had a great time at, uh, at GrowthCon. I talked about it you know, a couple of weeks ago or whatever. But um, you know, he's one of those people that says, just make more sales. Revenue solves all problems. And again, it kind of does. But in certain situations, this this silent business killer, it does not. Um, again, most business owners are unaware of this. They don't even know that this is a problem. And I'll tell you an, an example. You could literally have, and when I tell you this, some of you guys are going to probably roll your eyes or think, okay, I'm turning this thing off. This guy's full of, full of crap. Um, you could have less revenue but put more money in your pocket at the end of the year, have higher net income. Um, and again, I know that sounds counterintuitive, so let me – kind of explain some of this um, to you. So I had a client. Um, I have a, they're a current client of mine, actually, so I want to try to shroud this a little bit so I don't uh, protect the, the names of the innocent. But um, they do, uh, last year they did about a million dollars in revenue. It was actually a little more than that, but we'll call it a million to make the numbers round so we can, uh, they're easier to sort of, it's, it's easy to graph this out on like a whiteboard. And since we don't have that, I want to try to make the numbers pretty uh, simple to walk you through. But so they do about a million dollars a year. They were had an opportunity to bid on a job, on a project, that was ended up being a $220,000 job. So as you can imagine, the owner was giddy, right? 220000 out of a million, right? That's 22% of their annual revenue. Huge project for them, right? They do a lot of, a lot of jobs. Um, I'd estimate uh, 60% of their jobs are less than $1,000, so you can imagine the opportunity to bid on something as large as this, um, you know, huge opportunity. 
So he bid it, and again, you some of you may relate to this. Um, because it was such a huge opportunity, he was very eager um, to win that job and win that project. And what ended up happening is in the midst of that bidding process, um, you know, of course, he was bidding you know, relatively aggressively because he really wanted that $220,000. As I mentioned earlier, he got a little bit too enamored with his top line or his sales or revenue. That two twenty really wet his appetite. He wanted that $220,000. Got to have it, got to have it, got to have it. Now, there are certain situations where you can bid aggressively on jobs and big projects like that because it could be a situation where it could lead to more business. This particular project was not that situation. And again, I don't want to give you too many details to give it away as to you know who it is, what it is, whatever, just in case you happen to listen to this, although they might be able to figure it out. Um, so what happened was, as we went through the year, and we actually were reviewing our final 2018 year and how things turned out, which, by the way, side note, I will mention, you know, it was the biggest year he's ever had from a revenue perspective, from a top-line perspective, and the biggest year, more importantly, from a net income. He kept more of his money, uh, of, of his sales, than he ever had before. And that was even with, you know, we went through the normal process we do at the end of the year with all clients of um, evaluating how we're coming in for the year, working with his tax accountant, his financial advisor, how can we limit his tax liability as best we can. And we made a decision at the end of the year to make some investments use some of the money, the windfall we had from the, the great year we had to invest in the business. And that was a business expense, of course, which reduced his tax liability. Even with those, he had the best year he's ever had, like across the board. Everything's just off the chart. So this is all a good story. It all, all, all's, all that, all's well that ends well, of course. But in this particular case, this is going to show you this could have been even a, a much, much better year. So this situation was, again, this $220,000 job, as we went through it, we had to sub a lot of this job out because, as you can imagine, if he's normally doing jobs that are you know $1,000 or less, he's not necessarily staffed for that. And he's not going to staff up, right? He's not going to hire permanent employees to do one job because these, these types of jobs and these large projects are so few and far between. So we had to sub some of this out. And that's where, frankly, the, the problem uh, really, this, this silent business killer sort of reared its ugly head is that as I went back through the year, um, I pulled that one particular project out, and I really dove into it and peeled back the onion, all the layers of it, because I was curious, because that was such a large, it's the largest job he's ever done. Um, He's been in business 18 years. So what did that look like? Where did we come out? Where did we make the most money? Um, All that kind of stuff to use it for the next time, right? So now hopefully we're going to get more opportunities because now we've got some proof. We can show people, hey, Yes, we have handled a project of this size before, and you know, here's the feedback. We got the feedback. We even got a video testimonial from the uh, from the customer who was overjoyed, happy. So again, all was well, it ends well. However, the situation ended up being, in a nutshell, and we've got just uh, a little over a minute here, so I'll, I'll give you the sort of the punchline, and then we'll come back and talk uh, the next segment about um, more of the details of it. But this two hundred twenty thousand dollar job. So that was the sales. That was what he charged. That job ended up costing him $242,000. So let that sink in for a second. He got $220,000 in from the customer. He paid out $242,000 between labor, materials, etc. So this is a silent business killer. He, even though this job sounds great and added $220,000 to his sales and his revenue, his bottom line actually was hurt 
by $42,000 by taking this job on. So this is what I mean why this is most people are unaware of these things. When I showed him this and he said, come on, Ken, that can't be right. Because it just doesn't, it's so counterintuitive that you would have a job that large to even consider that it would be something that you probably should not take on. You end up losing money. Um, but again, think about that. If he, so he, again, he had a record breaking year across the board. If he, he, and then what I mentioned earlier about you could have lower revenue but a higher net income. Think about that. He could have reduced and not done this job, turned it down. So that would have reduced his revenue or his sales number by 220000 So using that million, he'd have been at 780000 But his net income would have increased by $42,000. Think about that. So that's what I'm saying about the silent business killer. This happens all the time. It's a prevalent problem, and that's why we're going to continue talking about this for the remainder of the show. I'm going to give you some more examples of how powerful this is of fixing these problems, and we're going to tell you how to avoid them. Do you need to dive into online marketing but don't know where to start? Maybe you need an expert to help design your website. Or maybe you just need to drive more traffic to your website. Our Biz Marketing is here to help. Our customized local service specializes in digital lead generation. Our Biz Marketing, where our business is marketing your business online. Go to ourbizmarketing.com. That's ourbizmarketing.com. Ourbizmarketing.com. That's ourbizmarketing.com. Thank you for being a Mr. Biz Solutions subscriber and listening to B2B Radio. Would you like to have your business highlighted in this spot? You can reach our entire subscriber base, all of Mr. Biz Nation, every week and archive for future listeners. We can record your very own spot to highlight your business, and you can also use it anywhere else you want, including your website or social media. If you are interested, please email us at info at MrBizSolutions.com. Don't hesitate, because there are limited spots available. To submit questions to the show, email them to MrBiz at MrBizSolutions.com. Now, once again, here's Mr. Biz. Hello, hello. Welcome back to B2B Radio, brought to you by Capital Plus. Capital Plus helps you unlock your capital and unleash your business potential. CPI creates customized financial solutions for growing businesses nationwide. All right, it's time for the Mr. Biz Tip of the Week and... And I know I normally say, if it does happen to tie into the topic of the show, that it's it's uh, just a coincidence. This one is not a coincidence. This tip actually gave me the idea to cover this on a show. Ironically enough, it was social media that drove this topic uh, today about the silent business killer because I shared this Mr. Biz tip of the week on social media literally yesterday, and I had a whole flood of, of messages back to me and people asking why I ended up on the phone with someone for about a half hour explaining to them because they said, what the heck? This doesn't make any sense to me. So the Mr. Biz tip of the week is one of the quickest ways to financial problems is holding on to unprofitable customers. Again, that doesn't sound so crazy. Uh, it sounds pretty obvious. But again, this is the silent business killer because most times people don't realize that they have this thing out there and they have unprofitable projects, customers, services, products, etc., um, and so I want to continue talking about that. And actually, before I go any further, I want to mention I made a uh, a math error. What Mr. Biz made a bath error? How the heck did that happen? Uh, but thanks to producer Allen for he during the break, he's like, "Wait a minute! Uh, I know math is my best subject, but you said it was two twenty, and it cost two forty two. Isn't that twenty two thousand, not forty two thousand? Yes, producer Allen is right. Mr. Biz is wrong. Uh, so twenty two thousand dollar loss." Um, the point being, though, and it's, it's a lesser loss, of course, here in this situation, but the point being is that not taking that job on 
he has a lot, his revenue is impacted significantly lower, but he actually makes more money. And the side piece of that is, as you can guess, with a business whose normal ticket is $1,000 or less compared to a project that is 220000 consider the number of headaches, pains in the butt. Again, we had to sub out a big chunk of that work. So now he's managing subs, not just his own employees, which as any of you do out there know that that can definitely create some challenges as well. So he took on this job and all the headaches that went along with it. And as you can imagine, this project was a multi-month project. So he had this hanging over his head for about three and a half months. Uh, The customer was a larger business. So a lot of you know where I'm going next. They didn't exactly, you know, pay on a timely basis. Um, and so he had that hanging over his head. He's got all these bills outstanding, and so he's got this huge AR and trying to get them to pay and, and all that stuff. Even though they're happy, you know, they just – a lot of red tape in a larger company, and sometimes it's tougher to get things through. And frankly, I'll say this much, he didn't really follow all of the Mr. Biz cash flow invoicing tips, and so we did – that was a teaching moment. We talked through some of those that there's some things he could have done to, to help expedite that process. But – Nonetheless, this is, again, an example. No, again, why I call it the silent business killer is, and this happens in a lot of businesses, and that's why, again, I want to talk about it, is people don't realize that there are actually jobs that you should turn down. Um, it, again, it lowers your revenue, but it actually makes you more net income. I, I, I hearken this back to, and again, this is a million years ago. I'm going to date myself a bit with this, but when eBay... Not when it first came out, but I, I probably got it on uh, after it had been out for you know, several years, I would guess. But, you know, you used to, and I don't, I haven't bought anything off there in so long. It's probably the same, but I'm not sure. You could go out there and find a product you wanted, and it might be um, an open bid until, let's say, it's Monday and an open bid until Friday. And you can go out there, say the current bid was five bucks, um, which was really low. You can bid on it, and it would continue to bid for you until it reached your maximum. So in this situation, say it was $5. I was willing to pay $20 for this particular product. I could put 20 in if someone bid, so mine would bid 6 So if someone bid 7 it would automatically bid 8 for me until it got up to my threshold of 20 and then it would stop bidding for me, right? And I remember having this conversation with multiple people at the time, and I lost out on some some things off of eBay because – the price exceeded my ceiling, my threshold that I had set. And the point was, I said, no, I'm fine with that. And I like to set those way up front because what I, I set my threshold at, what I'm willing to pay for that item. So in that case, in this example, I'm willing to pay 20 bucks. I don't want to pay $21. So I'm okay losing it because it, it went to 24. I don't want to pay $24 for it. I've already made that decision. This is the same type of situation. There are projects that you need to make sure that are going to be profitable for your business. And at some point, even this type of job, this $220,000 job, in this case, because it cost him two forty-two, he should have priced it at two forty-two plus whatever margin he works at. And again, I don't want to give that away, um, but but again, it should have been two forty-two plus the the net profit margin he wants to earn on that job. Um, so again, looking at this using some terms I use in the past as just a sort of level set with you. So. In this situation, your 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 total cost is two forty two. A component of that is your cost of goods sold, or cogs, as I like to call it. So let's say, for example, uh, his cogs were two hundred twenty thousand dollars. Essentially, his labor and materials were two hundred twenty. He's got twenty two thousand of of operating expenses associated with it. So the total is two forty two. So again, the total cost that it cost his business 
for labor, materials, and operating expenses, 242. So again, he should add his margin to that. So he should have priced this job at, I don't know, let's just make it up and say $270,000. Well, when I told him that, can you guess what his response was? You know, he told me, well, Ken, if I'd have priced it at two seventy, there's no way I'd have won the bid. And I said, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. This goes back to that eBay example. You don't want the job if it's less than two seventy, because less than two seventy, you're not going to make the margin that you want to make on that particular project. Um, and you certainly don't want it under two forty two. I mean, think about it. If you price it at two forty two, you're just break even. So you go through all the headaches and a big pain in the rear end just to break even. That's not worth it either. So you have to make sure your margins on top of that. So it's really, really important to consider that and consider that eBay example as the best real life example I can give you um, to where there are projects that when they get to a certain point, you don't want them. I know it seems great to have a $220,000 project, but you don't want this one because it's a loser. You lost money on it and it caused you a bunch of headaches. So you got that's why you have to make sure that your pricing is really, really on point um, and you understand. Now, of course, you're going to have situations where you estimated something for a job that life happens. Something popped up. Um, you guys were installing something and it broke and you had to order a new additional material to replace it. That's not the customer's fault. That's on you. So that's an additional cost that you may not have um, worked into your original pricing. Those situations are going to pop up and those are sort of one-off things, um, hopefully. But I would also tell you that your pricing should include an allowance for at least a little piece of that because over time you may have jobs that have nothing, but over time you'll make that back. So what I mean by that is you may have an additional 2% charge for potential breakage or whatever you want to call that, potential overage. Um, and on a job that doesn't have overage, that just ends up being gravy money. But when you do have that, you've sort of accumulated that 2% from a lot of jobs that didn't have that. So you've got a little bit guess sort of stashed away you don't necessarily stash it away but you know what i mean you've made that money and that helps make up or offset mitigate some of that when it does happen um so I, this is why it's so important and i had another uh client i want to give you another example of we had and I'll, I'll give you a little bit of a tease here and we'll we'll go through some of the details in the next uh segment but i also want to give you a course you're probably saying okay that's great i get it now how the heck do i avoid this situation so i'm going to give you some um some pointers on how to avoid that during the last segment as well but um, I went through with another client. This was uh, a year or so ago, and he had. We found that about ten percent of his jobs, uh, project projects were unprofitable. And on the surface, that doesn't sound like much. Like I oh, just had a one out of ten. But I'm going to tell you in the next segment how powerful that was in this specific example, um, and how much that can add to your bottom line. You you have addition by subtraction, as they say. So come back after the break, and we'll continue talking about the silent business killer. Are you frustrated with trying to grow your business? You're not alone because the business growth experts at TriTraction are here to help. TriTraction's proven business systems, marketing, and sales formula has helped many businesses like yours achieve amazing results. Could your company benefit from explosive sales growth and a huge jump in website traffic? Call 800-719-4281 today for a free consultation with the business growth experts at TriTraction. That's 800-719-4281. Systems plus marketing plus sales equals business growth. Thank you for being a Mr. Biz Solutions subscriber and listening to B2B Radio. Would you like to have your business highlighted in this spot? 
You can reach our entire subscriber base, all of Mr. Biz Nation, every week and archive for future listeners. We can record your very own spot to highlight your business, and you can also use it anywhere else you want, including your website or social media. If you are interested, please email us at info at MrBizSolutions.com. Don't hesitate, because there are limited spots available. Follow Mr. Biz on social media at Mr. Biz Tweets on Twitter and Ken Mr. Biz Wentworth on LinkedIn. Now, once again, here's Mr. Biz. Welcome back to BB Radio with me, Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth. And this week we're talking about the silent business killer. All right, so I want to go and walk you through a little bit more of this example. This uh, client I mentioned that had, we found that about 10% of their jobs were unprofitable, their projects. So again, you look at it and say, ah, one-tenth, not that big a deal. Well, this happened to be about a $5 million a year company. So that should give you a little bit of a gasp right there. So you can right off the bat say, okay, well, so about a half a million dollars, $500,000 of their annual revenue, those jobs were unprofitable. Now, it's not a $500,000 loss. It's just that that's the body of work, so to speak, that was unprofitable. The loss on those 520000 was about $122,000. So put it another way. By not doing those jobs, by eliminating that half a million dollars of revenue, so now you're at four and a half million instead of five, which doesn't sound as sexy, right? But guess what? You added $120,000 in your pocket at the end of the year. I don't know about you. Do the quick math, 120000 12 months in a year. I could use an extra $10,000 a month. I don't know about you. I, that sounds pretty cool. Um, uh, that sounds like a some really good vacations, some cars, uh, some some nice houses, maybe some investments. Of course, uh, you know. Anyway, uh, one hundred twenty thousand dollars, and that to get to quote unquote earn that one hundred twenty thousand, all you have to do is eliminate jobs. You're doing less work, you have less headaches, and you quote unquote earn an additional one hundred twenty thousand dollars. It sounds crazy, I know it, but. And think about it, a lot of these jobs, if they're unprofitable, more than likely, they're jobs that are a huge pain in the rear end. They're unprofitable because they're headaches. Uh, and so think about that from your, you know, just from your own workflow, from your own peace of mind, et cetera. Um, that's going to be another thing. That's obviously intangible. You can't really put a dollar uh, assignment on that. But again, think about that. That one client, $120,000. Now, think about this. Let me take it a step further. Let's say over four years, you have exactly the same, uh, you, you don't even know this because it's a silent business killer. You don't even know it's out there. Over four years, that's $480,000. That's a half a million dollars over four years. Uh, again, I'll take it. I mean, that sounds pretty good to me. And it's addition, addition by subtraction. You cut out jobs that are unprofitable and you make more money. Again, this is why it's silent. Most people don't realize it. All right, so now, Enough. Hopefully, I beat you over the head with that enough, and you understand that this is something that you need to pay attention to, and it's very important. So, great. How do I how do I avoid this? Okay. So, some of these things uh, for those of you who have been loyal listeners have heard me talk about before. Some of them, at least. Um, but it starts with pricing, um, and one of the key things that I see, and again, I I've done whole shows about pricing, actually, probably multiple shows about pricing. So, I'm not going to go too deep into this one, but. The biggest mistake I see with pricing on the on the macro level is that folks, a lot of times they look at just their gross margin and not look at their net profit margin. I know it's a bunch of financial mumbo jumbo uh, language, et cetera. What I mean by that is they look at my revenue, so my sales amount, what I'm going to charge the customer. I'm going to charge the customer five thousand dollars, 
my labor and materials is 3000 so I'm going to make $2,000. And they stop there. That's just your gross margin. Now, what's that missing? So most people look at that and say, well, okay, I want to make $2,000 off this job. You're not. Newsflash, you're not. And that's a big mistake. You're forgetting all of your operating expenses. So again, all I mentioned was your labor and materials. What's missing out of that is a lot of all this other stuff, kind of overhead. We call it operating expenses. You call it overhead. The rent, if you have a building, your vehicle expense, your marketing, your advertising, um, your employee benefits, any office staff you have. I mean, there's just a whole litany of you guys know those things and they're different by business, but that's the piece you have to make sure you're including. And that is the piece that gets missed way too often. I had a company that said, well, I have 60% gross margin, but I'm losing money. Yeah. You know why? Because they have 60%. So in that example, let's say it's a $10,000 job. So it costs them four. They are left with six, 6,000. So they say, okay, I've got you know 60%, 6,000 out of 10, right? Well, but guess what? On that particular job, your operating expenses are, let's say, 6,500. So you're at a loss. It's, you look at it and you say, my gross margin is $6,000. How can I lose money? Because your operating expenses are too stinking high. So again, you got to look at those things. Um, one way to do that uh, is create a model. Um, and some people don't know how to do that, but you could even create a simple one. Um, a simple version of this is you plug in your labor and materials, you mark it up to the gross margin you want, and then you add in your operating expenses, and you at least can level set to say, okay, the way I normally calculate it is on my left, and it says I should charge you know, A, B, and C, and I put it into this simple model um, that calculates, again, you know, what are my labor and materials, and I mark that up for the gross margin I want, and then I add the operating expenses, in, and that tells you, um, and then, your, of course, your profit margin. You add those together, and that'll tell you what you should be charging, and it'll give you at least a level set and hopefully keep you out of unprofitable jobs. Um, at minimum, you're, you're doing jobs. Maybe you're not making exactly the margin you want, um, but at least they're not unprofitable um, to where they're dragging down the bottom line, and, and it's costing you money for the pain in the rear end of, of taking on that project. Um, of course, you can make a complex model. I mean, I do this almost every single client I have. I create a, a much more complex model that to where it makes it really easy. You can plug and play. You plug in the information. It spits out, tells you exactly what you should charge. And we, I set it, and I literally lock all the cells in the <laughs> on the form, so they can't change it. Um, I set it at our target rates, and so that's another thing: is make sure that every job is at your target. So not only at a gross margin, so let's say you want your gross margin to be 60%, the important part is, okay, again, bringing that, those operating expenses into it is if you want your net profit margin, which is you know essentially your net income, the percent of your, your sales that you keep as net income, if you want that to be 20%, you can create the model that will automatically calculate every single job to give you a 60% gross margin and a 20% net profit margin. So you can be sure. Um, of that you're going to make money off that job and not only make money, but how much. Now, of course, it's only as good as the input. So if you input that it's going to take, you know, 70 man hours and it takes you 80, okay, well, then you're going to fall a little bit short of what the goal was. But those things you can tweak over time. And if you've been doing what you do for enough uh, enough period of time, those errors are going to be fewer and further between. And as I alluded to a little bit earlier is you should probably put something in to your formula. It's just a normal part of the formula of of any potential overages. Again, it depends on your business. What I suggest is once you run things through a model like that, go back and pick out randomly, pick out a few jobs. Pick out some of the bigger ones. The small jobs you're not going to be able to then won't the errors won't stick out as much. Pick out some of your larger jobs and say this is what I input and this is what actually happened. 
And what you could find there is, oh my gosh, I'm finding that I'm underestimating my, underestimating my labor time by about 10 to 12% each time. If that's the case, you'll know that going forward, you can be more accurate going forward. If you never go back and do that sort of post-mortem um, analysis, you're never going to know. You're going to keep making that error. It's going to keep digging into your, your margin. So you don't want that. Um, and the last piece I'll leave you with, I mentioned this earlier, is be steadfast. Um, and what I mean by that is if your goal margin and you want a net profit margin of 20%, don't take jobs that are 10. Don't take jobs that are 5 um, because again, on those jobs, if it's at five and you end up um, uh, underestimating something, you end up losing money on that job. So you don't want that. You want to make sure you're only taking jobs at your margin because then, again, you can have less revenue but actually keep more in the form of net income, which is what it's all about. I mean, revenue is important. But what's more important is what goes into your bank account. And re straight revenue doesn't just go in your bank account. Actually, it does, but then it comes out in the form of expenses. So you want what stays in your bank account, and that's what's the most important piece of that. So definitely, definitely, definitely keep uh, that in mind. And if it, it's okay, when you have a, this, this job, like I had mentioned with my client earlier, that's $220,000 job, if you can't bid it at the profit margin you want, then you don't want that job. Go back to that eBay example. If it's going to be under a certain amount, you're not going to make the money you want. You want to turn that job down. I know it sounds counterintuitive, but you're going to make more money if we've, I institute this every client. Just eliminating unprofitable projects, products, etc., helps you a ton um, and can boost your bottom line without having to make any significant changes to your business, actually doing less work, frankly, um, and making more money. All right, that's enough. I beat the dead horse enough on the silent business killer. Uh, thanks for listening this week. Thanks to our show sponsor, Capital Plus. Have a great week. Don't forget, cash flow is king. This has been B2B Radio with your host, Mr. Biz, sponsored by Capital Plus. Capital Plus is your trusted resource for commercial financing and accounts receivable management. They've been providing working capital to businesses nationally for 25 years. Learn more about them at cpifunding.com or to schedule a free consultation, call 855-522-3951.